Okay, so so hello again, everybody, and welcome along to another episode of the Heart Shaped Decisions podcast. And um, I've got somebody on as my guest today who I've never met, and this is the first time we've ever spoken. We're literally just looking at each other on a Zoom screen, on a computer screen, for the first time. And we came across each other on LinkedIn, and we have a, a mutual connection called uh, Ash Williams, who I actually interviewed uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm delighted today to have Dee Edney on, who's uh, involved in, in, in music and teaching music and all that kind of thing in some way. And I just wanted to, uh, I thought it looked like a very interesting person to interview. So here we are. Um, I just jumped in with both feet and said, uh, yes, look, yeah, let, let's do this. So uh, Dee, would you please introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do and how you got into it? Yes, of course, no problem. Hiya, everybody. My name is Dee. And basically, I've been working with young people with music and film now for about 20 years. I mean, it started off for me really as a bedroom hobby back in the 90s when music technology was just getting going. So it was just really me and a few friends just jamming around, making as much noise as we could that sounded as remotely like music as we could. Um, we just started getting doing it more and getting better at it and then we started sending our demos off um we got a bit of love from future music and computer music magazines basically so that led me to get a bit of interest from basically uh, the local council in thanet they were setting up a youth music action zone yeah. and they wanted people to come and work on music projects with young people and i just oh that sounds like a really good opportunity to do so I basically wrote off to Christina McQuaid who was in charge at the time mm. and she got me in on the youth music action zone and I was as a trainee music tutor so I worked with a guy called Robert Jarvis with a group of young people in Ramsgate and we made a project called Sonic Mapping which was right. the young people record natural sounds from outside and create pieces of soundscape that uh -huh. make you know using the sounds from outside to map their local area so that was basically the first way that I got into it. And I continued going on with this for a while. Basically, I was self-employed, so I was doing other projects. I worked with Screen South. I did some music for films for them. I did some music for art galleries in Margate. Wow. And I worked with Pie Factory Music as well. So I did quite a lot. I was there for about 10 years at Pie Factory Music. Okay. Worked with all different types of young people. And basically, it's led myself on now. Um, I did a project back about five or six years ago which I ran I've sort of started going into the more management side of things and it was yeah. working with young people in England and France and we got like groups of people in Medway together they recorded their own songs they got nationally recognized accreditations for it yeah. and I got them teamed up with young people in France and we did an album and a couple of gigs oh, so wow. that was really good so a lot of people there got their first experiences in music which was great for them and some of the young people there had never been outside of Midway and we managed to get them over to Brest in France to perform at a festival so oh, it was yeah it was really really good and at the moment I'm at a stage now obviously I'm working with Kent Music and I'm uh, an inclusive music practitioner for them and obviously with the onset of Covid I'm stuck working from home so yeah. I'm just about to set up a CIC called Kickart CIC which is going to be Working, I'm going to be working with a mental health specialist who's also a music performer and we're going to run projects to benefit young people's mental health through expression, through music and art and film and things like that. So we're going to be setting up a company specifically for that. Well, that sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm really, yeah, that, there's so many people you know, doing innovative stuff even with 
you know, even with COVID and the fact that, I, you know, I'm somebody that works with people face to face and I have done for 25 years and now I can't do that anymore. So I've had to adapt to this whole new Zoom thing. I actually can't, I can't wait to be in front of the live audience together. I don't know how you feel about that. You must, yeah, how do you, how do you find it working, you know, working remotely all the time at the minute? Well, I'm an adaptive sort of person. Mm. So, you know, obviously I'm a face-to-face -face person. I'm, a, I'm a very much a people person. Yeah. So I do love being face-to-face -face with people, chatting and just the whole social aspect of everything. And it's kind of missing through Zoom, but Zoom, at least we can see each other. Yeah. So, you know, the good thing is when I work with my students, I can still see them mm. and we can still work on music production. We can't go in as deep as I'd like because the technology is not quite where it needs to be yet for that yeah. sort of thing. But we can get a good grasp on things and we can get them moving forward you know so we can still do positive things even though we're in this awful situation at the moment yeah so what's your what's your favorite sort of music? what's your favorite music yourself what do you like listening to for me i like all sorts of music i mean i like a lot of 60s stuff like beatles stones pink floyd that sort of thing i like a lot of 70s stuff a lot of the german stuff like Brain Switch, tangerine dreams sort of bands like that oh, I and a lot Dream. yeah i remember that from back, back in my days when I had long hair in the 1960s. <laughs> and I like a lot of 90s stuff as well, like Oasis and oh. Hula Shaker and, you know, a lot of the sort of Stone Roses era stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've got quite a, quite a wide taste in music. So what what made you actually want to, you know, what made you decide to go in and work in music? Was it, was it happen almost accidentally? Was it a plan or...? Just because it was a lot of fun. Mm. You know, and I was going from job to job, not settling anywhere, you know, and it just ended up, you know, I needed to be doing something which I would get something out of, you know, at the end of the day, I wanted to be able to go home and know I'd made some sort of difference to someone, yeah, you know, yeah. as opposed to just being on some sort of line doing the same thing day after day mm. in a sort of quite a negative environment, you know. It does make a big difference, you know, to your life, doesn't it, when you know you've made a difference to at least you know one person's life in a day. I mean, that has made a difference. So, talk about. Can you talk to us about some of the young people that you've worked with, uh, D, over, over the, um, you know, over the, like anybody that sort of leaps out that you think, yeah, I was really, I'm really glad I, I worked with that particular young person. I, I really helped them. Yeah, I mean, just literally at the moment, there's a young guy I'm working with through Kent Music. I mean, he just started off messing around on his phone you know I started doing sessions with him and now he's bought himself his own music workstation and he's making his own music and writing his own songs and I'm really glad that I was able to start off with him at the beginning and work with him over the last few months just to see the way he's developing mm. you know I mean he's going off in directions and he's learning by himself as well which is really really good because then he can actually even show me things sometimes you know which is brilliant which I like you know, I love to share in sort of knowledge with them as well. So it's been really good to sort of support him and make sure he goes the right way forward. You know, I'm being in contact with his parents to make sure, you know, because they know he wants to have a career out of it. So I've been, you know, talking to them to make sure he's getting the right equipment. You know, he's learning good habits and things like that. You know, I mean, one of the another people, group of people that sticks out, like I was saying earlier, the ones we took to Brest. Yeah. Because there were sort of four, we had four rappers that were sort of really sort of street lads, you know, never been out of Medway, really sort of tough. And mm -hmm. by the end of three or four days in Brest, they were kissing people on the cheeks and saying bonjour. And, you know, and it was great to see them sort of young people opening themselves up to a new culture. 
yeah, you know, cool. like that. I mean, so, so that really stuck out quite a lot. Mm. That's brilliant. So what what's the future look like for you? What you know, what what have you got planned for the future? So um, I'm hoping to get a project to start Kickarts, which will be, like I say, our new company, which is I'll be working with LGBT young people because for everybody out there, I am trans. So I've come under the T of that and um, I'll be working with another group of LGBT tutors and we're going to be hopefully working with a group of LGBT young people in Kent. And ones that are sort of struggling with their identity, you know, having a little bit of trouble where to go and everything. And we're just going to literally sit there, write music with them. And like I said, one of us is a qualified counsellor. So we'll have somebody there with a good mental health background to make sure everything's being done correctly. You know, so that's hopefully that will be the, the start. And then once the COVID situation can die down, yeah. we're opening a recording studio in Medway up in All Hallows. So it will be a centre for us to be able to work from. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, I'm just thinking about, you know, the fact that I've always loved music, but I've, I've got absolutely no musicality about me at all. Um, so I've never, never learned to play yeah. an instrument. Um, although I've got a saxophone and a trumpet downstairs in my living room, but they're, they're kind of ornaments. I don't, I don't play them. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's just, I think it's an amazing, amazing thing to be able to do is to actually create music, I think, because I, I, could, I couldn't live without music. I think it's the one, the one art form that I couldn't live without. I could live without, I've often said I could live without a television. Um, not sure if I could live without a computer at the minute, because, uh, but I certainly couldn't live without music. I have, you know, I have music on in the house practically every day, always in the car, um, you know, because I, I, was, I was actually denied I was denied recorded music when I was growing up because I, I grew up in a I grew up in a very strict church and the only music we were allowed to have was religious music. So um, you know, you saying that you you like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. I actually grew up in the era of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and I wasn't allowed to have that music in, in my um, you know, I wasn't allowed to listen to it. Um, so you know, yeah, somebody who's actually doing something to bring music into people's lives. You know, is um, is amazing. Uh, did yeah? So, has anybody that you've worked with gone on to be famous yet, or or you know, or become well known in any way? Uh, unfortunately not no i mean we've got people that have got careers in music if you know what i mean but i wouldn't yeah. say they were famous yeah so they you know they're actually because it's, it's interesting there's a lot of um, a lot of people make a living out of music without being famous don't they yeah and to be honest i kind of when i i like to try and guide people towards being themselves yeah. you know and trying to do their own thing and not worrying too much about the fame side of things you know yeah. because I could be a bit of a, a bit of a trap, you know, thinking I've got oh. to sound like this person, be like this person, mm -hmm. and then I'll get all this adoration. I'm just, I really want to say to people that music is just fun. It's expression. You know, do that first. You know, find who you are first. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. take that forward, you know, because then that will make you sort of legit, if you know what I mean. No, I, want, I want people to be, I want them to be happy with what they're doing. You know, I don't want them to be stuck in something. You know, I think I think most of the music that I've grown to love over the years has been music that's been made uh, for the joy of making music rather than the joy of making money. Um, you know, because some music you can tell that a lot of sort of popular music these days is made just to get on the radio and sell lots of downloads and all the rest of it. 
And actually, when you listen to it, it's not much, it's just a cat, it's catchy, but there's nothing really that much there. Whereas, you know, music that I hear, I got, you know, I sometimes hear a busker. I was down in London, it seems like ages ago, it's probably about two years ago, I was down in London and um, I heard somebody, I heard somebody busking on the tube in London. I actually stood there for 15 minutes and missed my train. So I've been listening to somebody, and I've never heard of them before, and I'll probably never hear, hear them again. And I actually gave them some money because it, it just brought something new into my heart. Mm. And that's what music can do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I like doing it, you know, because I was never given the opportunity to learn music when I was young. I didn't start until I was in my 20s. Right. I mean, my mum gave, she had some guitar lessons when I was about seven or eight, but it was classical music. And obviously I wanted to learn the Beatles and this guitar yeah. teacher I had would not teach me the Beatles. So I was like, oh, okay, no. well, I don't really want to do this then, mm -hmm. you know? And I just want to make sure there's opportunities now for young people that are listening to an artist and think, oh, you know, I like that sound. Then I can show them how that sound is made yeah. and get them to experiment to create their own version of it you know so rather than yeah. like i was saying a minute ago rather than copies to actually start from a point and build themselves into their into their own personality if you know what i mean into their oh, own artist yeah I do, I do completely understand yeah i think i think you're doing i think what you're doing there is absolutely brilliant you know, you know i hope um and i hope you know you're obviously changing young people's lives aren't you as well yeah because you know most most young people probably have some new Everybody, they say everybody's got a book in them. Would you say that everybody's got some music in them somewhere? I don't see why not, because there's so many different ways you can make music. You yeah. know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a singer or a guitarist. You know, with computers now, it's quite easy to put some music together. I mean, you can even, like I was saying earlier, with the soundscapes, you know, that we did mm. over at Ramsgate, you know, I mean, people, they just literally layered sounds on top of each other from different, like a train station or a beach or a skateboard. And, oh, wow created you know and they still created their own pieces of music and they had no musical knowledge whatsoever but that's still valid you know because it's still a piece of art you know and i think again that's what i want young people to see i want them to see it as art you know and you can express yourself any way you want you yeah. know mm. yeah no absolutely no, I, I remember in my youth you know my we used to have a piano at home and it makes me sound like i came from a very middle class background but in fact i didn't it was a very working class um, family, but somehow rather we managed to have a piano. And um, I was, you know, I was given piano lessons when I was probably about five or six years old. I can remember sitting on this piano stool and uh, being taught to play the piano by this woman who was a friend of my family's. And um, after about probably three or four lessons, she said to my parents, I'm not going to teach him anymore because he won't do what he's told. <laughs> Exactly. And I wanted to play what I wanted to play, and she wanted me to learn all the scales. And probably, you know, um, it was actually probably she was probably teaching me to play hymn music for hymns. I wasn't really interested in that, even at yeah. that young age. I wanted to, I wanted to be myself, and she wouldn't let me be myself, so I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, which, well, that's why I always make sure that what I do is student led. Yeah, I'll always want to know what every student I've got, what they want to do and where they want to go. Mm. And I just sit back and I let them get on with it. And then if they get stuck, I jump in, I help them out. Yeah. I sit back again, I let them get on with it. And I see where they're going, you know, because that's, that's what's important. Absolutely. You that, know, if they want to... I wish I'd had somebody like you in my life when I was young and I might have, I might have actually 
as well as loving music, I might have ended up being able to play it. A bit, a little, I'm a little bit old to start learning now, but... Um... <laughs> no, you're not. It's never too old, really. Just do what your heart feels, you know? Well, I was, think, I was thinking recently it'd be nice to learn to play the guitar so I could serenade my partner, but um, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know whether, I could, whether I could do that. It's certainly something that's worth thinking about. You give, you've certainly given me food for thought there because... Um, you know, like I said, I could create music on a computer. Mm. You can do, exactly. it, do it anywhere now, can't you? Yeah, and that's the point. You know, it's open to everybody now to be able to do it. And it's just really great to help people on their journeys, you know, and just to see where they go. Yeah. yeah. I, might, I might end up with somebody that becomes famous, you know. Mm. It, it might be really good. But then again, if I don't, it's not a problem. You know, I don't do it for that. I do it, to, you know, to help them, but young people at that time, you know, to say, I just want them to leave working with me in a better mental state than they were when I started working yeah. with me, you so, know. Yes, yeah, so I think I think you've touched on something important there, Dee, because the, um, you know, for me, I think, especially in this lockdown situation, you know, I think every a lot of people, myself included, you know, I have, I have a routine that I stick to um, to kind of look after my own mental health. Because, you know, you can't go out like you normally can. I, 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 go, I go for a walk every day, even in the snow like I did today. But also music plays a part in that as well, I think. If I, if I didn't have music to listen to, I think that, that would have an adverse effect on my mental health. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying art is very, very important, mm. you know, especially mental health, hence why we want to start this company. You know, because yeah. we want to bring that in. You know, we want to bring art and mental health together and use art to help people with their mental health. You know, because once once they start, if they can express themselves in, a, in in some sort of way, whether it be dance, drama, art, music, you know, and it makes them feel better about themselves, and they can go away that day feeling better, then my job's done. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So are you just working down in the Medway area, or are you planning to uh, spread out further? Well, the good thing is about, I mean, I'm looking at the positives now from COVID. The great thing about what COVID has managed to bring us, it's actually brought me together with people who I'd probably never have met yeah, due yeah. to the free training on Zoom. And I, mean, I go to a thing with the hub called um, Action Learning, which is a sort of way where we other creatives help each other. And I've really met some great people there. Mm -hmm. And... You know, and like I said, now I can reach people all over the world if I want to. So if I want to do a project where some young people in Medway want to work with a bunch of rappers in Los Angeles, we could do that. You know, it's not a problem. We we find a youth organisation in Los Angeles and we get the rappers and we get the software so we can record each other and then we make music together. Wow. If time zone allowing, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the interesting part, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Hmm. No, that, that's actually true. There are some positives that come out of it. I mean, you know, I, I almost certainly wouldn't have started a podcast if it hadn't have been for lockdown because, you know, I was busy doing what I did. And um, then all of a sudden, everything that I did, which involved face-to-face -face stuff, all disappeared, you know. Yeah. So I thought, okay, what am I, I thought it was going to be for a few weeks, you know. I thought, well, what can I do? And a friend of mine... Um, actually asked me to appear on his podcast, which I did. And then I said to him afterwards, um, you know, what? how difficult is it to record a podcast? He said, oh, so it's really easy. I said, really? He said, yes, yeah. oh, maybe I'll do one myself. And I think this is about episode number 65 that we're doing now. So, <laughs> And, you know, I think I've got some 
the criteria for coming on this Heart Shaped Decisions podcast is that you have to be interesting, but you can't be famous. So, hmm. now uh, I think there's always positives in every negative situation. Yeah. You know, I just think you've got to look for, when you're in a negative situation, you've got to look for the positives. Yeah, you always find the, find the, the uh, silver lining in every cloud rather than the other way around. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. So how would, how would uh, people contact you if they wanted to get in touch with you, D, if they're interested in finding out more about what you do? Well, at the moment, um, I'm still as a sole, sole trader for DHR Productions. Yeah. So I've I'm basically got a website www.dhrproductions.co.uk, and they can contact me via there. There's a link there to contact me. There's my number. There's my email address. Excellent. You're also on LinkedIn. It's where I found you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for. Uh spending the time with us uh, really yeah, well, really wish you all the very best in what you're doing and um, i'm gonna i'm gonna keep a lookout for when you launch your cic and um so yeah i'll put the i'll try and uh, thank you once again for being for being on uh, d edley thank you no problem thank you